Good afternoon, Miss Alex. Hello. So yesterday I told you that I couldn't talk. I, I wasn't speaking well. Yes, I remember. I uh, I went to edit the podcast. I'm like, who the fuck is lose again? <laughs> so I forgot to push the button in. Like the music played, but you couldn't hear it, and it didn't get recorded into uh into clean feed what we used to to podcast here. So uh, yeah, I was a mess yesterday. I don't I don't know what what was going on. I was just extremely busy yesterday. Like I didn't, I didn't, my first like bathroom break was right before we hopped on. So, um, for the day. So I took, uh, I took, (laughs) I took our time to take a break and do some self care on the podcast and talk shit about Sia. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Oh, stop that. I'm kidding. If it really was you, you would be on Twitter slamming her and, and coming back at her really hard. Yeah. Um, welcome to the podcast. It's two twelve right now. In about forty eight minutes, after Alex and I get get through what we want to talk about here today, we'll have our friend Janet Amid on. We missed last week because because uh, I was home, and then the week before that, I think we we missed Janet. Um, but um, we will get our friend Janet Amid on. She will do some reading. She'll give us an idea of what the heck's going on as we move, I think, further and further away from this uh, this really lousy retrograde, which I guess kind of affected me. But so. Uh, the swinging guillotine, think of whatever medieval instrument of death uh, you prefer. And I have once again dodged that thing. <laughs> how, so how, do you, how did you dodge it? Tell me. Um, and we've got a lot to get to today. We're going we're gonna to have some fun stuff. I'm going to be able to use words that I really enjoy. So there's a lot to get to. So thank you for being here. Uh, the vet got back to me about Andre. And it was via email, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So his his blood lab work it, it was all it was all normal. Um, I don't want to read the email, but they wanted me to change his food to I guess something more more filling. So uh, Andre lost like half a pound, which is a lot for a little dog. He looked a little bony, like you you couldn't really tell, but 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 I mm-hmm. could. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend Laura Simmons, from, do you know do you know Laura? Um, is she the one who brings the dogs into the studio all yeah, the time? Yeah. I have not formally met her, but okay. you've mentioned her more than once. And she's always on TV now with uh, with her new place, uh, Humane Ohio. They have a new building and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Laura, I t- Laura asked about food changes, and then there's been no big changes. Although over the summertime, I I did begrudgingly and in a very sad, almost teary way. I did switch them over to senior dog food. <gasps> you did? How old are they? Diddy's about 11. Andre's about 8. Okay. All right. So, because uh, the bags of dog food that I get, it says, like, puppy, adult, and then it says, like, 1 to 7. But there's no, like, there's nothing after 7. It's just mature or senior. And I'm like, ugh. They're old. Like I, I would have, be so dramatic if I had to do that. I, I, I really... God, it, it was like... I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I, I've never stood in one aisle of PetSmart, or as you call it, PetSmart, um, <laughs> so long trying to trying to pull the trigger. Um, it's like I was dealing with my own, my own health issues, but it was them. And Laura mentioned to me to wrap this story up that there's probably less calories in, in that. And I, oh, didn't, yeah. and I didn't change the amount of food I was giving him. So that's probably where it was. And I did get them 
the last bag I got was I, I, I was so skittish about them needing senior food. I got the all ages kind. <laughs> so I'm guessing the food chain. So I'm going to go back to the one to the ages one to seven for Andre, and we'll see if that packs it back on. If that doesn't do it, then I'll 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 go with what the vet suggested and some other friends suggested things. So seemingly that's all it was. Less calories in the in the senior food. My two dogs could not be more opposite when it comes to their eating. They eat the same food. So I got um, I I have them on the exact same brand, the exact same kind of food because they're only a year apart. So that's easy for me. But Pete devours his food so much that he's choked a couple times or vomited it, like threw it up because he ate it too fast. Where Sunny, you'll put her food down. She's like, what? You want me to eat this now? I'll eat it when I want. <laughs> and she will eat it like overnight. And there had been, at least for my own comfort over the last couple of weeks, there's been too many days where I've woken up the next morning and her food, she still hadn't eaten it yet. And so I'll pop some treats in there and, and she'll go for it right away. She clearly doesn't like, she doesn't love the taste. Do, um, is it somewhere where Pete can't eat it? Pete, he, so yes and no. So we have also learned that we'll put her food down at the same time as Pete. He has now learned not to eat her food like it's not his. But then Pete still sleeps in his crate. Sunny has free reign. So we'll put Sunny's food out after Pete goes into his crate for the night um, again. And usually she'll go right for it. What we have started to do now is the same brand the same the same like type of food the same flavor the same brand we will get the dry food and the wet food and we'll mix wet food in with her dry and she devours it like she goes for it in <laughs> it's gone within 30 seconds she just eats it up and that's because i also noticed her losing a little bit of weight now sunny is actually she's obese like she's at least five pounds over in what she where she's supposed to be um and so she was losing weight, but I didn't love the fact I didn't want her to not eat. Right. <laughs> so she loves that. So we do that for her now. Uh, we've had uh, there's been two dogs in my life that we had a we had a, a Tootsie back home and Tootsie devoured stuff <laughs> and so much. So I think we resorted to putting like a tennis ball in there to make it more challenging so she would slow down and not choke because um, she would do what you said Pete does. Andre also in a, inhales his food where I've thought about trying to slow him down, but thankfully he's never gotten sick or thrown up, but he is like a vacuum cleaner when it comes to his food and oh my gosh, then he so kind of like he hovers around like did he eats slower like a normal person or animal <laughs> and then Andre kind of hovers around Diddy to see yep. if if, uh, if there's anything that's going to be left. But I'm very thankful that they eat at the same time yeah. because I wouldn't have to deal with wanting to keep one away from the other. My two do that. And then sometimes if Sunny's food is out later, the cat, like you'll hear some chewing uh, and I'm like, well, Sunny's in front of me and the cat's eating it, but he's so tiny. He's, he's not going to make any dent in what, like whatever little snacks he gets from her food. But like Pete is an animal literally and figuratively. I mean, he, he'll go for, he'll go for the food first and then he'll go for the water and he will inhale that water so quick that there's water everywhere on the floor and dripping from his mouth. And then he goes running. And so the water, like a, just a trail of water follows him. It's actually really gross, but it's kind of cute at the same time. <laughs> at my old building, um, it was very collegial. It was like a dorm. 
and my neighbor, my neighbors, uh, Chris and Therese, they, they had a broken door. Uh-huh. Um, and it didn't close all the way, which is fine because you couldn't get into the building. There was a door code and everything. And again, it was very collegial. Um, so Andre got out of the house one time and ran down the hallway to Chris and Teresa's and pushed the door open. And <laughs> he was always welcome to go in there and I would bring him down there all the time. But this time he got out, pushed the door open and started eating all the cat food in the kitchen. Yeah. He yep. is a fucking demon. That's why That's- it was so strange that he was losing weight. That's how it goes. And Kitty will do the same thing. He'll eat, he'll like knock his food bowl around and then the dogs will get a hold of it and it's just a mess. I have a lot of animals in my home. You do. You do. I love it. I want another. I want a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Quick thing. Did you see, I think it's now been two major companies that have gotten heat for having monkeys do work for them. No. That sounds terrible. It's like, well, how do we know that they <laughs> are they I'm, rescued monkeys? Like, are they giving them a better life than they would have had in the wild? Like very Willy Wonka ish. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, like, I want to talk to the monkeys. Like, do you, does this satisfy your life? Does this bring you fulfillment? Are they giving you more bananas or something? <laughs> so I, I had questions, um, but let's, uh, Oh, do you, where are you with Thanksgiving so far? I'm going to go to my brothers, but I was okay. going to text you and see what you were doing that evening. His, my brother, I mean, my family are not, a, they're not late holiday people. We're like, I'd be back in my home by like 6.30 or 7. Probably be getting ready to not do anything after that. I don't know. Or that's adult time. So that, this would be the traditional time where the younger Alex would get drunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, um, on, on that point, before we get to a, a big local, I think it's a big local story. It's, it, it's at least worth talking about. I think I said it to you yesterday. So Pennsylvania, I don't believe is a curfew, but they run their liquor things differently than us here. They have beer distributors uh-huh. uh, and the state owns liquor license. So you have to go to state stores to buy liquor. It, it's, uh-huh. it's eased in recent years. Like you can get it in certain supermarkets, but it was archaic for a long time. Um, Pennsylvania is not selling. Pennsylvania is suspending alcohol sales from five o'clock tomorrow night till 8 a.m. Thanksgiving morning to put, to put a stake in Thanksgiving Eve. I saw that. Why? Why would they do that? With no curfew to shut down Thanksgiving Eve. But so then people don't drink on Thanksgiving or you can't go out and buy it because it's a holiday. No, just to to squash down on any of the partying. I guess so. I don't I don't know. I mean, people are always going to find their way around it. But yeah, you can't again, short of locking people in their homes and counting people in in the homes, which. I would do, but I would, you know, we'll, society will never stand for that. I mean, you can only control what you can control. And if the state wants to, you know, go no liquor sales, they can. And then, you know, I get it. People, there are ways around it, but you can at least stop hundreds of people from being in a, in a bar that way. I did my um, holiday shopping early this year. I was actually incredibly proud of myself and I felt extremely responsible that I did my holiday shopping so early that I won't have to deal with not having any stuffing on the shelves. <laughs> like if I were going shopping right now, like traditionally it would be like this evening would be when I would start shopping for my holiday meals. Oh, and I, okay. I, I didn't hear you say meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, meals. And so then I would get my alcohol at that time. So luckily I did it. Not that that's happening in Ohio, but if I were in Pennsylvania, I did it this weekend. Um, and I was really proud of myself because I got the last two bags of stuffing that Kroger had. Good. <laughs> Too yeah, bad for everybody who came after me. If you do want some some Thanksgiving Eve kind of chaos, just go go 
food shopping tonight or anytime tomorrow. Um, so the art museum, our, our art museum, is going to remain open while it looks like all other art places in the state mm-hmm. are closing down. And let me uh, let me read you the quote from the museum executive director. Uh, we feel that if we can safely stay open, we should, especially as the days get shorter and the days get colder. It's important to offer a safe, safe indoor spaces in complement to outdoor spaces. Um, we know we're safe. We just don't feel we're safe. We know we're safe. Given that we are safe and given that we are a mental health wellness resource at a time when mental health wellness resources are so important, we felt that we should stay open. I, it, it, fine. If you want to say it's a mental health wellness resource, fine. I get, I get it. I see the peace and, and calming nature of the environment. But I think that they could have said this. There are not large clumps of people in here speaking loudly. I, I mean, it's kind of like a movie theater. There's no, there's no ruckusness. There's no loudness. The museum is a peaceful place. There are no, sorry, close your ears. There are no droplets being spewed everywhere in the art museum. They're not going to outright say that. Like, they're not going to be like, well, we don't get the numbers anyway, so you come on out. Come on out and have a good time. I mean, but to be honest, if everything else is closing, then it could increase their numbers and, and then, you know, may force them to have to close anyway because more, you know, nobody nobody can go anywhere but the museum. Well, <laughs> you can't sure go the, to the library. I don't, you know? Know, I don't know if you still have to make a reservation. You probably do, and they're probably keeping it at capacity but yeah you're, you're right they they went the, the safe route as you'd expect as opposed to does this look like the fucking cock and bull in here <laughs> like <laughs> and, Her- herman is over there looking at the sculpture he's not like yelling loudly drinking getting wild uh, yeah i don't i don't buy the we're a mental health resource i mean they are a mental health resource but you need the money too like come on you need the time and the attention um and so you're gonna be you're gonna open for those reasons and that's fine like that, no big deal. Cause there are mental health resources in our County that are going strictly virtual. Like, right. you know what I mean? So if it were that, then it, then the actual mental health community, um, it, I don't know, you would see a difference in messaging or similar messaging. Yeah. That was a little, that was a little like huff and puff. And I get, I, I look, when I go there, I, I feel at peace and it's calming, but there are like lots of other reasons why it can stay open. I don't think it's a money thing because I mean, for the most part, everybody's a, a member or you're just paying the five bucks or whatever for, That's for true. parking. But, That's um, true. I, you have to pay for parking. Uh, that's that's kind of that's how I've always viewed the art museum, which I I'm not a member of. Like Jeez. I've always heard when I first got here, and I and everybody told me to go to the art museum, and then I got to really enjoy it. They're like, yeah, it's it's free. You don't have, I'm like, you don't have to pay anything. But then it's like seven dollars to park. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Maybe I maybe the times that I've gone, I don't recall ever paying for parking. Um, Whoopsies! Whoopsie doopsies! Maybe you found a different spot or something, but yeah. So good for the art museum for, for staying open. I wish um, they took advantage of all the. There's a lot of openings with all the mandates and orders yeah. and advisories and whatever you want to call them, and and, and they went about it in in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been the handful of people who are abusing the rights mm-hmm. and opportunities they have that make it bad for everybody. And that's why the, the curfew came into place. And I saw today at the gym and I saw people complaining about this last week when the advisory from the health department came out, but I, I get off work and I go to the gym. Am I going to get pulled over? No, Al, you're not. But I saw that um, my gym is now going from, they'll only be open 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of surprised that Planet Fitness hadn't been doing that all along since they mm-hmm. reopened mm-hmm. just because they could save 
a couple of bucks not having it staffed in the overnight where, I mean, I get their thing is 24-hour fitness, but times are a little different now and they could save some money. And I know that you're going to inconvenience some people, but the majority of your customers are there between 5 a.m. and 6 p.m. or 8 p.m., not in the middle of the night. So I actually had a really interesting conversation with somebody who gave me a little bit of a different perspective. Like I was very much, I think you and I are the same. Like I'm like, hey, curfews aren't ideal, but get over it. You know, just it, it is what it is. It's uncomfortable for a little while. Hopefully we won't have to continue to deal with this. Although we've been saying this in March, April, May, June, July, and we're still in like in a place where things are happening and we don't want them to happen. But there was you know, she made a really good point. And she's like, you know, I'm in a relationship and I've been with this person for two years. We're choosing not to live together. So now I have to be make sure that I'm back in my home by 10 o'clock, like when normally, and I don't know what they're, I don't know what the dynamic is there and that they don't like spend the night for certain reasons, certain beliefs. Um, but it's like, normally we, I would watch a movie and we would hang out for a little while and then I would, you know, they would go home or I would go home and it's like, oh yeah, now I have to be back in my apartment by 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like that really, you know, but a, a small no, percentage, small no, percentage. No, you don't. <laughs> what? I mean, no, they don't. Like if the only way, the only way that there would be some kind of consequences, if like if you were doing something idiotic, reckless, and irresponsible during the curfew hours, we'll if, you're, see, if you're driving home from a boyfriend's house at ten thirty, it's not a big deal. See, I am the kind of person I I like did not do anything that could get me in trouble, and so if you tell me that there's a curfew and that there could be fines or consequences, I'm going to assume that you have people out there enforcing those things and I'm I'm gonna oblige like I'm gonna follow along because I don't want I don't want to run that risk and it would be for me it would be my luck that I decide you know what I'm just gonna stay out past curfew because nobody's I haven't seen anybody talk about getting pulled over I haven't seen any fines I haven't seen any of that stuff and then I get fined like I got pulled over once because I was out in a level three snow emergency (laughs) like and I and that was right after I moved to to um wood county from the snow belt in cleveland in northeast ohio and i'm like what snow emergency what does that mean (laughs) like what are you talking about i'm going to the store um but yeah so i don't know yeah i i and this is why it's there's so much gray area and i'm like you like if there are some suggestions or rules in place no matter how loosely they're enforced i will i will abide by them Mm -hmm. um but I, and that's where I get it. There's gray areas and the people that freaked out, like exactly your story. Like what? I, I don't leave my boyfriend's house until blankety blank. I mean, mm-hmm. unless that's where you've got to like implement some common sense and treat other people respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not out during those times doing something idiotic, reckless or irresponsible, you're fine. I'll use this analogy because it hits home with you and a lot of the things that we talk about. It's not going to be like Mississippi in like 1918, mm-hmm. where if it says no blacks after dark, <laughs> there's not going right, to be Right, so sundown town. Right. right. It's, it's <laughs> not, not going to be like that. And that's why like, I get, I get irritated when people are like, you can't tell me you know, when to be. And I'm like, they're not telling you. Like, you got to read the tea leaves here a little bit. Their suggestions. If you have a reason to be out or it's just because you're you're running errands and this is your work schedule, like you're going to be allowed to do that. Well, um, we would hope. We would hope. 
I mean, but, but they did technically put parameters in place. So I would not be surprised, you know, um, localities get what they, they get to enforce that then. Right. And, and I, I think it's like this, it's like, um, what I always view it as like the seat, how the seat, seatbelt laws worked. And mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about this for a, a long time, but it's like, Hey, that let, let's use a police officer example here. Like, Hey, that person just ran a red light where they ran a stop sign or they were doing something that looked questionable. And I'm not talking about like, that's a black person. I'm, I mean, like they just, <laughs> some, like somebody did something wrong and the police had to pull you over. It's like, Hey, uh, your, your lights are out and you just ran that stop sign. Like, can, we got to have a, yeah. t- a talk here. And, and it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, you also shouldn't be out kind of like how, when you get pulled over for speeding, if they see that your seatbelt's not on, you get ticketed for that in addition to the speeding fine. And, and I, you know, my experience, my like opinions are obviously molded by my experiences. You are talking to somebody who got a jaywalking ticket like, and had to do community service for an entire summer for jaywalking, for jaywalking, like, that I wasn't even doing. So, you know, obviously I tend to do everything possible to avoid any kind of interaction like that. So I'm like, you tell me a curfew, my ass is in the house. Good. Thank you for being responsible. And I've, I've changed my behavior over the last as this is has ramped back up, probably worse than than the first time in in some ways. Yeah. Um, I did. I read from it was Scott Gottlieb, who was like the former CDC guy, and then the governor said it last week. I'm, he's like, I'm just asking you to do one less thing, one less trip to the store, one less errand per week. And yeah. if we all did that, it adds up. So I've I've added that to my behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And you're. I mean, and you said it right. Like my black ass is in the house because right. I am not. I ain't gonna be out there. Getting in trouble, giving giving folks a reason. Like I, I, I see it now. Um, like you, uh, it's nine, it's nine fifty eight, and uh, you, you're heading towards your your Perrysburg abode, and there's a police officer <laughs> following you, and then you run in the house just as the clock strikes twelve o'clock, and you go, "Hey, white cop, I am in the house. You can't arrest this ass." <laughs> What's up, Whitey? Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've gotten followed home many times, like literally followed all the way until my car turns into a parking spot on the property. Same with Thomas. And Thomas's previous car was a blacked out Crown Vic, yeah, well, <laughs> like with tinted windows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he know. I mean, yes. I, it's like asking yeah. to get pulled over. So yeah, yeah. Um, with so, with Michigan plates. Yeah. <laughs> Some other COVID stuff here, real fast. Um, I think you'll be able to peg some of these, but we'll, we'll play a quick game. The best and worst places to be in the coronavirus era. Like how, how certain countries have handled this, um, how life has been, the economy, access to vaccines. You know, there's, what is it? Like there's five categories that give a, a resilient, a blue, and this is from Bloomberg.com. Okay. Um, I'll give you this as a baseline. The worst country to be, and it's only the major countries here. Mexico is last. Mexico is the worst place to be? Worst place to be. And if you followed any of this, you you probably know that by now. Um, I did not follow any of it. I'm surprised by it. The United Kingdom is 28th on this list. Mm -hmm. The United States is 18th on the list. So in the top third of things. Sure. Um, So... Some of the top places. Want to go? Want to give me some guesses here for the top ten best places handling and places to be during the coronavirus pandemic? Canada, number thirteen. 
as as the best place to be yes. or the yeah okay. uh, yeah uh, number 13 on the list like one is good mexico is bad <laughs> okay um germany are they in the eu yes uh, so the, can i say the eu uh germany's 14th so right behind canada scotland they, I, know that, I know that personally, so they're that's why part I of the United Kingdom here. Are they? I thought yeah. they exited. Anyway. Uh, I, I think them and Ireland and Northern. Mm-hmm. I think that's all part of considered part of the UK. Okay. Um, and we're going for best place, right? Be- like places that have handled this best, maybe because of their geographic location or their familiarity with with handling uh, outbreaks and viruses. Like I, I've read New that, Zealand. Yes, number one. I knew it. <laughs> so they're very isolated. There's not a lot of people there. And they're, I think, like 38-year-old, attractive-looking prime minister. <laughs> and they're led by a lady. Right. Shut that shit down. Like, mm-hmm. they have had, like, pretty serious lockdowns there. Um, yeah. As a note, I believe I've read that uh, a lot of African countries where you thought this would be rampant, mm-hmm. uh, it, it never really manifested there because they're always seemingly trying to stop some kind of epidemic. Right. So that's why the virus never got going there. Um, so I believe New, that. New Zealand number one. Um, anything else before I start throwing the top ten at you? Australia. Number seven. Good. Okay. Um, New Zealand, Australia. Canada was 13, you said? Yep. There's one on here. One on here that really surprises me. and I'll have China? To look up. <laughs> Hold on. So China, <laughs> China's eighth. But I don't believe anything that comes out of China. I mean, I feel like China, no, because I feel like China started, like, I feel like China took it the most serious before everyone else, obviously because it started there, but. Um, they don't exactly have freedom of the press there. So yeah. I think the government is reporting things. So I'm, I'm taking, they don't count for me. Mm. But All yes, right. they're number eight. Uh, there's one that really surprised me. Now I'm going to have to look up why they're on this list. Do you want, the, can I give you the other ones? Yes. Number two, Japan. Oh, I was going to say Japan. Number three, Taiwan. Uh-huh. Number four, South Korea, which has your favorite city in the world, Seoul. <laughs> Seoul. Why is that E in there? Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that because black people have Seoul and they didn't want I to I pronounced black? it correctly at the very least. I got the wrong one, but you know, whatever. Number five, uh, here we get into Scandinavia, Finland. Number six, Norway. Okay. Um, seven, Australia. Eight, China. Nine, Denmark. And the surprise for me, number 10, Vietnam. Those, see, I feel like those populations are much more aware, hyper aware of like viruses and things being, and things going viral. And I say that, this is a clear judgment. Before the pandemic even happened, I saw a lot of Asian people, to be honest, wearing masks it's and in wearing their gloves. It's in their culture. Like it's in, you're right, it's embedded in their culture. And so I think that um, the personal motivation to stay in your home is higher for those individuals or the personal motivation to um, wear a mask, you know, before it was mandated for us to wear masks. And while we're all still fighting over it, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like in those countries there might be, you know, that it's, you're right, it's more embedded in the culture. When, uh, I think we've talked about this before, and I think Dr. Fauci or somebody said it way back in the 
springtime. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's going to, one of the absolute world changing things that's going to, that's going to happen after this is over is when you get sick, you're going to wear a mask. Oh yeah. I think we're going to see mask wearing a lot more when COVID is not long gone, but the majority of the population chose to get a vaccine and we got COVID under control. People are still going to be masks are never going to go away. Like this has changed everything. Yeah. Uh, like my, my friend, uh, I, I think I told you last week, my, my friend Modi, my Jewish friend, who has mm-hmm. been like a big Trump guy, and this is all is hoax. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Because um, like, Trump is nice to Israel, and that's that's his land. He mm. posted, you know, so he posted a meme that said, so you're telling me all along I'm going to save millions of lives if people just would have worn masks when they had the flu? Like, y- yes, yes. And like, that's a, that's an, that's a terrible oversight um, by the and CDC. And isn't it more like hundreds of thousands of lives, not millions? I guess like over the course of years and, and things mm. like that. I mean, yeah, mm. we, we could have saved lives, but think about like, go back to 2018 and you tell people, hey, when you're sick, wear a mask. People would be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you're not telling me what to do. Well, now now we, we learn the hard way. Yeah, and I think there's also, again, human nature. When people were sick with the flu, you weren't going to work and you weren't going out of your house. You were stuck in the house. Like I, I had been so sick, I didn't want to go anywhere. And I think that there's some people that will catch a cold, they'll be sick right now and still want to go out just because they don't want to be told they need to stay in. You know what I mean? They don't want the health department contacting them and saying, you need to quarantine yourself for X amount of days. So it's it's just they're pushing against the the narrative of being told what to do when it's like you would do the same thing if it if COVID hadn't even happened and it was just a really bad case of the flu. You wouldn't be going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there there are people that are always going to go into where they shouldn't be for one reason or another. Maybe they they need they need the money. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but there will be some people hopefully now who were fifty fifty before after all this about going into work when you're sick. Maybe now they will stay home because you you recognize like how viral things are, and we've all seen it. We've all worked a place where somebody comes into work sick, and then before you know it, everybody's you know, sick until spring rolls around. Somebody's always sick in the building. And hopefully, you know, and there, but there is also a, I hate to use this term, there's also a ton of um, workplace Karens and Kevins that don't even want, you know, if you're sick for more than three days, it's a burden on them. So it's like, when are you coming in? When are you coming in? Where now it's like, no, you need to stay your ass at home. Have you been exposed? Go home. Don't even come here. And that's the one thing that I am happy has come out from all of this. There's been a lot more grace given to people like where it's like, well, why don't you just work from home for the day? If I wanted to work from home, I would have to fight tooth and nail. I mean, my organization is actually not too bad with it, but um, and they weren't, uh, you know, ahead of this. But I've just noticed a lot more grace, a lot less cattiness surrounding it, um, where it's like, you know what I mean? There, it's just, if, OK, if you need to work from home, go ahead and work from home. Handle what you have to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, some fun stories. I think we'll, we'll be able to get in here. At least I think they're fun before, uh, before, <laughs> before we talk to Janet. Have, have you come across this, uh, this metal thing that's been found? The story, <laughs> this metal thing that's been found in Utah? Yes, a monolith. Or so. I saw it on Todd Crail's page. Yeah, it's like a, uh, so in the, in the desert in Utah somewhere, a helicopter found exactly that, like a, a metal monolith. It's just, it's like a 10 foot tall narrow rectangle and the only thing that i can think of is i mean don't touch it don't touch it don't touch that like it's 20 fucking 20 if you have learned anything this year it's that anything 
Ken, anything, the, the Murphy's Law stuff. Like, you do not need to be touching other people. You do not need to be touching stuff that's not yours. Do not touch something that looks like it came from the year 3020 yeah. that you don't know what it is. That I I saw a glimpse of it and I like let my imagination entertain me for a little while. So I think I was like removing myself from my current stressful situation and thinking like, oh shit, what if this is the end of the world and it just casually popped up in my Facebook feed? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be funny? Um, I, I saw that and I said, how is that even possible? Where did this come from? Is this like a, is it like a lab that dropped it in here and they're getting, I don't know. It's cool to think about it though. Like it's cool to to um, figure out what this object is and how did it get there. Um, but yeah, I agree, don't touch it. Like, cut it out. <laughs> um, something else, uh, my friend Vinny uh, showed me this. Not, not my cousin, my friend. So, well, let's go back to, to Mandalorian stuff. Okay. Uh, there's macaroons, but when mm-hmm. there's only one O, is it macaron? Wait, how do you pronounce that? I have no idea. So, but you know what macaroons are, right? Yeah, I don't then, like them. Okay, then there's macarons. I might not, I might be mispronouncing that. So a store is selling the Baby Yoda uh, version of those. <laughs> what, what store? I think it's 12 of them. And for $50 at Williams and Sonoma, you can of have course. yourself some space macarons. Um, of course. Do we have a, is there a Williams and Sonoma in the mall? There used to be. There's not anymore. But they it, closed. It, it, it didn't close like it closed like within the last year, right? Uh, or two, because I haven't really been going to the mall in a long time. Okay. So I want to say in the last two years. For those who don't know, it, it's like a pottery barn type place where, like, you might see a, a nice throw. Like, you know, the stuff in, the, in there is expensive, but you might see like a nice throw on a on a living room set, and you pick it up and go hmm, at, at Target. That would be like nineteen ninety nine, and yeah. here and here it's like seventy nine ninety nine. They had little cooking classes where you could go in and take a cooking class and eat your eat your uh, appetizers after you, and have a little date with wine. Williams in fucking Sonoma. Oh my gosh, fifty dollars. I'm more surprised that they're selling a Star Wars item, not that they're selling $50 cookies. I am not surprised. I feel like they've probably are, their revenue is down and they're going to do what they can to sell stuff for a top dollar because they right. know people are going to pay for it. Right. Um, Queen's Gambit is the most watched miniseries in the history of Netflix. I finished it. Loved it. I got to watch it. Loved it. it. I, I gotta- you didn't finish? Exactly. I got I got distracted. You, you didn't start. I, I I'm right where we were last time we talked about it. Oh my god! I only finished a couple days ago, and I watched all of The Crown in between that. So, um, but I really loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I continue to be in awe of the actress. I forget her name every time. Anya um, Taylor Joy. I continue to be in awe of the um, her facial features and how distinct they are and interesting yet attractive she i mean she it may be in the queen's gamut it's a little different because of her hairstyles and you really do and her eyeliner you really hone in on her face i'm like jesus you're this is interesting you're interesting looking <laughs> but it's not in a bad way <laughs> um yeah what check out some of her other stuff you don't like scary movies right um i watched them i just saw i saw mutants that was the first movie I went to the theater to see after COVID. And, you know, and it's the last one I went to see as well. Watch, uh, give, give The Witch a watch. Watch that. That was good. You did watch that. I did watch it. Okay, with Black Phillip. 
Yes, I did watch that. <laughs> I actually watched that at home by myself. Yeah, I loved that movie. That's where I, that's where I, I fell in love with her. I've, I think I've seen a lot of her stuff, to be honest. Yeah, she, and I'm like, she's, I thought she was great in Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she's, she's going to be a, a megastar for the next how many ever decades she wants to she be. She is. I like it, it. It's kind of coincidence, but there's a, it's royalty ruling Netflix right now. It's Queen's Gambit and The Crown. The Crown is so good. I loved it. Um, it, was, it was really good. To go back to our discussion from yesterday, and I, I'm not certain, but did you look into the history of the character she plays in Queen's Gambit? No. No, I didn't. I think. Uh, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I believe some of the quirkiness and mm-hmm. appeal of this story was that she was autistic. I knew it was something. It, that would be interesting if it was... Um, Autism, I, don't, I won't speak too much on that because I'm not educated enough. But yeah, like the social behaviors or the inability to be social um, was definitely there. I was also curious if there was any kind of mental health um, things going on because her mom, the scenes with her mom in it, her mom was pretty much a mess at all times. Um, and so I'm like, you know, does she have some schizoaffective, schizophrenia? Um, what's what's going on with that i mean obviously there's pure blown alcoholism and you'll find out later kind of a spoiler kind of not i think you knew that um but yeah it's i knew she had some she definitely has some stuff going on but i really like but i they didn't focus on it and i like that if that makes any sense yeah i i sorry i'm just reading the wikipedia right now um it doesn't say in wikipedia that beth Harmon. She just had to navigate the issues of addiction to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so she so she had those issues. There's mm-hmm. nothing in here about autism, um, but I saw someone allude to that, and maybe if I dug deeper, it would be in there. And I would just, mm-hmm. but it, it it it's just one example of like that person is an actor. I'm gonna guess because she's not even. I don't think Anya Taylor Joy is even old enough. Not that that would ever stop anybody from being addicted. Oh, she's 24, but um, I mean. She played somebody who had alcohol issues and, you know, mm-hmm. why didn't we get somebody who was a recovering alcoholic actor to do that? Oh, I mean, maybe, there's... Maybe I'm stretching a little bit, but you, you, you <laughs> see my you're, point. You're stretching. You're stretching. Yeah, I think... I get where you're going, but isn't that like... I'm not even going to say it. That's a really shitty thing to say. No, go I'm ahead. Not say, nope, not no, say, say it. it. You can say shitty things here. There's a large population of people in the acting pool that are either active drug users, active alcoholics, or recovering. Right, so they had plenty of people to choose from to play a more accurate portrayal <laughs> of an alcohol or of an addict. She did a good job. I, and that's what I'm saying. So next time you want to, not you, but next time you want to criticize saying someone, saying that person isn't representative, yeah, but they're, they're an actor. Like, they play I, other people for a living. I think that that but i don't i think like autism and asperger's and trans individuals is completely different than somebody struggling with addiction i get it in my eyes you know well i don't want to i don't want to argue with you but we both know that addiction is a, a brain disease and a mental health issue so we do know that we should have a podcast strictly dedicated to the things we will argue over <laughs> like we just we just should and questions that need answers i don't know how. i had i've i've um extended that to my friendship circle and i got one back the other day and said is it speak my piece as in piece of pie or speak my piece as in 
peace, love, and happiness? Good point. We don't know that answer. Questions Holy and the answers. Holy shit. PetSmart? <laughs> PetSmart. Oh, my God. Um, before we get Janet, I think I had... I have a like a, an evergreen topic we can get to one day because okay. of something that came from from TikTok, but we can hold on for that. Um, two other things, streaming wise, uh, is here. Here's a question for for we can put this in the question of questions. If you're always expecting a surprise, is it a surprise? No. So Taylor Swift has surprised people with some Disney Plus content, uh, kind of like uh, the creation of her last album, the Folklore stuff, and it hit Disney Plus today. They, um, I think I saw something about that because she dyed her hair and everyone thought it was like, oh my gosh, she dyed her hair. Is this like a, what is it called? A red herring or something like that? Mm. Is this a clue? She's got something coming out soon. I saw that just last week. So it, it could have, that's funny. So then no, it's no longer a surprise. You're, you, you know, it's coming. Um, that's an interesting conversation. Thomas and I talk about that a lot because we're in the ring phase and it's like, well, now I know that you got my ring finger sized. I know where you're going to get it and who you're working with. Is it, right. <laughs> is it a surprise anymore? <laughs> but anyway. No, that's, that's why I, I asked the, the question. Um, and it's hard to surprise me anyway. So that's why I figured I'd throw it out there, but there's some new Taylor content that, you know, people can get excited about. And I guess she also decided, and this is why I was expecting this. She was pissed off with the Scooter Braun thing when he bought her library. And I believe she's re-singing all of the songs that he bought in, in, uh-huh. in some way. Uh-huh. Um, so another thing I saw that the Hillbilly Elegy is out now on Netflix. That's, oh, I, I think we with- talked about that for a minute with Amy Adams and... I think it's Glenn Close. I'm going to watch that. I thought it looked really good. Is it a movie or a show? I think it's a movie, and mm. I think we talked about it because I had seen something else just like that on Netflix, and this takes place in, like, uh, Yallsville, somewhere in, like, <laughs> southern rural Ohio. Like Sundown town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'll watch it, yeah. I think I'm pretty caught up on... Um, on shows, Queen's Gambit watched, The Crown watched. Um, I've seen some movies, HBO Max, watched some documentaries. I have a lot of time on my hands. I, one of the reasons I didn't continue on with Queen's Gambit was I've gotten so wrapped up into Star Wars and and Star Trek stuff, I've gone back and done some rewatching with those, so. I just, I'm, I am, I just need more, my consumption of these things. Like I, I, I cannot, after I watch Mandalorian, I'm like, I just want more and more and more and more. Same with The Crown. I'm bummed. I binged it all and now it's done. If you're okay with animated shows and you watch the Animaniacs, you would like, uh, you would like Star Wars Rebels. Cause that's where, like Star, Mandalorian, and, so the Rebels ended, but the Mandalorian is going to sync up with what, rebels would be in the next season so that's so thomas said we should watch rebels because we did start the um what's that show on netflix with zeus Mm, oh i saw that too the animated show yes yes i didn't uh yeah uh it's it's not bad right i that caught my eye it's not bad and i don't normally do animated stuff unless it's disney or a throwback um but I am considering watching Rebels because I, at this point, we were talking about how it was kind of sad that the Star Wars, the original Star Wars ended and now it's just the spinoffs that are continuing with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I cried in the theater when Star Wars ended. 
like, I was like, oh, why are they doing this? Like, why? It, it's so good. Um, it's like, so good. And you know what? You can go through it pretty quickly because the app, they're, they're cartoon length shows. It's like 20 mm. some minutes. The cast is great. Here, I'll, uh, you would never know it. And I, I still had a hard time believing it even after I knew it. But one of the main characters is voiced by Freddie Prince Jr., Really? Yeah, and you'd, you'd never know it. But it's, uh, so I have, I put it, I didn't have a third place before, but mm-hmm. to me, the, the best animated shows of all time are uh, Batman the Animated Series on Fox in the early and mid-90s, and then Saturday Morning's Fox was the X-Men show, the, the animated mm-hmm. show, because they mm-hmm. had very, you know, adult themes, but with brands that we knew. And I put Rebels in third place right there. Like, that's that's how good that that show is with the plots and the action and the connection that you have and, and how it built out believably the Star Wars universe. And that's the Star Wars universe is so vast with mm-hmm. like there's like the expanded universe and some people count that as what's actually happened. Um, it's a shame that everything outside of the movies is so much better than the last maybe last two trio trilogies of movies. It's so good. I'll have to watch it, yeah. There, I mean, there's been so many people that said we need to watch it, then I think we will. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah, okay. it is. And so the last episode with uh, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. uh, she comes from Rebels, and I guess it's uh, it's the same. Katie Sackhoff is mm-hmm. also who the character in Rebels was modeled after, so that was, it's, it's really the animated show, the Rebels, growing into the live version of the future of the Mandalorian and how... The Dark Saber and Mandalore culture all sync up together, and there's Jedi involvement. That's why mm-hmm. Asaka Tano probably makes a debut this week. Mrs. Mrs. Cory Booker. Oh, ew, I hate Cory Booker. I'm not a fan. I hate him because he dates Rosario Dawson. By the way, on another day, have we talked about this? Um, did you guys talk about the, the guy's apartment being shamed on the podcast with the director? Did you see that? There no, was an what audition. was that? There was a gentleman that was auditioning for, um, I want to say he was auditioning for like Euphoria or something like that. And it was a Zoom audition. And the director that was, uh, that was like reviewing him or scoring him forgot to mute his microphone. And so he was talking shit about the actor's apartment <laughs> and forgot to mute it. And it went viral. The actor shared it, actually. And everybody was praising him on how he responded and shaming the director. I mean, we've seen the world through a different spectrum over the last, like, eight months. And how? And, then, and the director just came out and made a statement. He goes, well, I didn't really say anything bad. I just said facts. His apartment is so small and tiny. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I totally get it. Like, there's a level. I mean, I've gotten caught in that before. It's like, yes, I've said facts, but my, de- my decorum was, was a little off base. Mm, 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 mm. Do we have Janet? Um, momentarily. I just, uh, I just texted her. Did you see that the uh, the ice bucket gentleman p- passed away? No. Yeah, the ice bu- pa- Patrick, the Quinn, Patrick Quinn. Um, no. He died at 37 years old. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see that. Um. Hello, Miss Amid. Well, hello there. How are you? I am good, and uh, I'll tell you because she's here with us. Alex is good as well. Hi, Janet. Oh, Alex, my little Alex. How are Hi. you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing good. Just really busy and yeah. trying to get through, you know, the whole holiday thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, honest to God, I get so sick of things. 
What does I, uh, I don't get sick of people as much as all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now. And we're going to have a hell of a, um, you know, Thanksgiving with not having it as normal as it has been mm -hmm. in the past, you know. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, guys? Well, what, first, what do you what do you usually do for Thanksgiving? Because you don't have a lot of family. I have family out of town. And they come in? You know, in? I go to Columbus. Right, or, right, right. You know, and I have a lot of friends, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just I, I try to do a lot. But, you know, I, I prefer to be home, to be honest with you. And I just, I really love to make that a day where I can clean and do stuff in my house. But that's not always possible. You know, my family gets mad at me. You're such a, you know, party pooper, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I'm, I don't I'm, ever get a lot of time alone. So it's like my time where I can actually be by myself for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not doing anything, I, well, but I did invite Alex over. Oh, yeah. So maybe. Oh, I saw Floydy was in Toledo, uh paper to little uh you know that wasn't his he little so handsome oh my god he's the cutest little thing ever i miss yeah. him so much yeah what was but he i'm glad to have you on board though what was he cool. uh what, what was he in the paper uh, city paper right i'm guessing yeah just it just it, it just um what is the word for it showcased him you know yeah. basically in a nutshell right alex that was, kind it was of something like, about yeah it was just his his gq it was toledo's version of gq yeah, he's so cute. He looks so precious. Uh, do you want to talk about people voting for you for the uh, annual Janet Amid Astrology Award? I know. I want everyone to vote for me best of. I hope they do, you know, because I've won every year. But, you know, sometimes you just never know. They, they just but need anyway, to, they well, need... it is what it is. I'm getting older, and but it, at the same time, I am still, you know, me. So, you know, <laughs> I'm always never going to be anything but me. They need to name the award after you because you've won it so much already. They should. I, I agree. have won it so much. I think 21 years in a row. We need to lobby you know, for that. I know. I do. I, well, I've been in it for so. I mean, I've I've been in this business for so long, and I was a you know I have a degree in social work and you know psychology and all that, and so I was in that field for a long time. So people know me in both fields, mm -hmm. but um, I, I've always astrology is my passion. Mm. So, but weird things are happening, though. People from my past are resurfacing, you know, an ex-husband of mine. You know, all of a sudden people are just coming in from out of the blue. It's just the weirdest thing. I said, what is going on? We have a lot of stuff in the sky um, hitting us at this time. And December is going to be a really crazy month because the first time in, I think, 800 years, I think the last time was 1226. We had the, all the planets such close alignment with each other, and they've been in Capricorn. I mean, it happens every 20 years, but not in close proximity as it is now. So I think it was March of 1226 that the last time within the sky has had occurred that time. And it won't be back till 2080, I believe. So it's really an interesting aspect because you have planets that are, you know, astrologically, you have uh, in this sort of like stellium of... Capricorn influences, and it'll be that Saturn-Jupiter thing. They're going to be so closely aligned, it's going to be almost creepy, almost mm. on top of each other, which is weird, really odd. So people born under Aries, Libra, cats, Cancer, Capricorn need to be, you know, cautious. And again, it depends on where it's hitting in your astrological zodiac chart, too, because that has a lot to do with what's going on as well. So a lot of crazy stuff's happening. Not in my world. <laughs> I know, honey. But I Thanksgiving thought, Day is going to be good. How about you? I mean, are you doing okay, honey? 
Alex, are you doing yeah, all right? Yeah, 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 we're doing all right. Well, we have a full moon coming up in Gemini, and that's going to be hitting on November 30th, two days after my birthday, because my, my birthday is going to be on the 28th on Saturday. Oh, happy so, birthday. Thank you, but the full moon's in Gemini, opposite the sun. So anytime a full moon occurs, people get a little weirded out. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happen. It's, it's in Gemini, so that has to do with communication. But it is kind of balancing because there's some good aspects going along with it, too. But emotions can run high. And norm, normally during something like with this COVID thing, which definitely, definitely exists, you know, it's a, it's, you know, but I feel like people just need to be a little more careful around the holidays. Do your things. Everyone is craving normalcy so much that sometimes they forget that we're in the, you know, middle of a pandemic. So we have mm -hmm. to be extraordinarily careful. So, but this is a, this is a really interesting cycle for people at this time in our lives. So we have to be very, very careful. Wouldn't you agree? I, I don't agree. I mean, be careless. You don't be, agree with anything be, I say. You never agree with me. Well, you're right. I just want to. I just want to be a contrasting opinion. Um, you you do. Uh, can I give you a birth date, and then we can dive into uh, the the listeners that have asked for some readings? Sure. What is the birth date? I don't know the time of birth, and this is my bad. So I apologize. I just want like a general idea of who this person is. Um, it's not a it's not a girl or anything like that. Uh, Nove oh. November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. So this is a Sagittarius person. Okay. What does that mean? Well, you know, Sagittarius is a good sign. I mean, every sign has good and bad, but this is a person who's born under the sign of Sagittarius. Other birthdays, obviously, they have a lot of sads. They're very independent. Um, this would be somebody that I don't want to say that you might you might be oppositional with uh, to some degree. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know because all your planets are in opposition to this person. See, you are an Aries. You're a Taurus, but you have a lot of Aries, and this person is like a Sag. Now, Sages are actually a good sign for you because you and I are buddies, and I'm a Sage. We get along well, but you can look at sun sign. This person is very picky, very critical, comes across very friendly, but I would venture to think not. You know what I mean? So there could be two sides to this individual. Um, so I would not say this is an easy person to have a connection with. Very intense, critical, hypercritical. But the Sagittarius uh, part is the buffer. I don't know the time of birth, and you said you didn't know that. That's fine. But the Sagittarius part is psychological, even-tempered, even you know, gets along okay. But then you have that, that energy in Scorpio, which is in conflict, and something else in Virgo, which is even more conflict. So you don't feel like you this person can annoy you if you're around them for a long time. I don't know if it, it would be an annoyance, but you just said we don't we don't connect. And the only Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to connect. You're you're one of these people even though you're you know, you have a great personality, you're funny, you're this or that. You're very very theoretical. Yes. You're very psychological. Yeah. You have to connect mentally. Yep. If you don't connect mentally with somebody, it doesn't work. And you're also very, um, I'm going to say this to you, very particular. Yes. Am I right, Alex? He's picky. Yes. And if, yes. And if you're, you know, and if, like, if, for example, you are very much a person of habit. If you're doing something and somebody gets into your space, you're going to, that's going to drive you nuts. Yeah, that's why. You know, I, I just, I just know enough about you to know that. Well, this person can get in your space. 
the, you know, and it can drive on, you a little bonkers. Hold on. You, you gave me enough, and now I'll tell – I don't think you'll know, but Alex will know a little bit. So basically you said that we don't connect with this person. They're not a bad person, but we're just – you know, Not different. at all. The only reason we connect is because we're related. That is my brother's birthday. <laughs> he was, he's a nice person. He is. I think but, I, I, I don't – I didn't know that. I think you had told me before, but I must have forgotten – I think he's a good person, he but is. you're very different. He, we are uh, you're just different. complete opposites. Complete you opposites, are. and we wouldn't be friends. He might be more extroverted. Uh, you're more bit. inward. A little bit, you but know. you hit the nail on the head. With, and maybe I was like this, too, at his age, so it's probably our parents' DNA. But he's, <laughs> I don't think so. He, I can't imagine no, you being too extroverted. No, 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 no. Hold on. Like, he, he, so he's, it's wild that he's going to be 33 right now, but... Like, if you throw something at him, he'll, like, poo-poo it or criticize it. Um, that's, like, his first instinct. And I kind of grew out of that. I mean, it's in all of us, but you, you were right. Like, yeah. we don't connect real well, but we do because we're, we're brothers. And, you know, we've got the same parents. And we like dogs. But other than that, like, his we... His relationship with your mother was different than your relationship oh, with your mother. Oh, a thousand percent. One million percent. I know, I um, the uh, couple listeners that we got, Katie and I think Nessa is the other girl. Hmm. I I texted you. I didn't get it. God damn it! Oh, of course. <laughs> you got it because. Oh, that... <laughs> Hold on. I abs- Oh, wait a second. Did it not go through? It didn't go through. I'm sorry. You never texted me, baby. What's what's I, the birthday? I would still totally hit a woman though, uh, if that woman were you, Katie, June twenty first, nineteen eighty nine, ten fifty three a.m. I'm at Katie's June 21st, 89. 10.53 a.m. She is single, but she is curious about future relationships. And I would never so hit a woman. October I would never hit anybody. October 21st, 1989, 10.53 a.m. June 21st, 1989, 10.53. How does her future relationships look? Because she's single now. Um, I would say when it comes to... Um, her relationship with people that she's in a relationship with, I would say she's okay. She's had a really rough couple years, and I think that there's been some tension as far as, like, partnerships and things like that in this, within the last three years. And I feel like she doesn't always necessarily do that great when it comes to relationships. She's picky, which I can definitely see, so there is a particularity about her personality. She's born under the sign, and she's right there, like under the sign of cancer, just going into the sign of cancer. Her moon's Capricorn, so she needs to resolve some of her emotional issues, because sometimes she can be really uh, emotionally in control, doesn't like to reveal a lot of things, likes a lot of attention, but may say, no, I really don't, but yes, she does. Has a lot of friends. People like her. She's a really nice person. So hopefully this next year, she's coming out of a bad three-year period, and hopefully this next year, things should be um, a little bit better. And um, I feel like, you know, she's going to be one of these people that hopefully that will um, start coming into her own in this next year. That's what I see. Uh, Next up is Nessa, and this is timely. She is uh, 8-28-90. And she is having a hard time figuring out presents for her husband um, for birthday and Christmas because his birthday is 12 16 So I guess hard to shop for. So what's he like? 
Well, I mean, from what I can tell with his chart, he's a Sagittarius. He might, he's very picky. This guy could either be into computers, he could be a techie guy, workaholic. I think what he'd like to do is have some personal space so he can work. Um, but cause she's more of a, she's a Virgo, so Virgo and Sagittarius can be very different. She's a nice Virgo, though. But I would say, you know, when it comes to things he likes, I would say something in technology. I would say he likes computers. Um, I think it would be more so like that. I don't think he would like her to um, buy him clothes. I don't think he likes that at all because he's really sort of an independent kind of person. I would say anything for his car, um, he loves that. And she needs to get him what he wants, not what she thinks he wants, which is why she's asking this question, I can tell. But he's a techie guy, and I would say he likes things that relate to that. And he could be maybe sports-oriented. I don't know his time of birth. I didn't get his name. Remember, I pick up on names, too. Remember, I've told you that. And it's okay that I don't have it, but I'm just saying because names have an energy. She is born under the sign of Virgo. Her moon is sad, so she's a little wild child. Virgo is very methodical, but the moon is, is very independent. And, um, and I, I feel like she relates to him pretty well as much as she can. Uh, you can relate to a Sag. But I would honestly say that um, he likes a lot of, you know, like, things relating to computers and techie, car things, things like that. And I think he would like that. He also would like, he's a big gift certificate type of guy, too. Uh, I know it's not as personal, but that's because I think he likes to kind of do his own thing. Okay. All so right. I would say that's where I would see it to be. You're right. So, and also, this up, it's kind of interesting when you look at this. This next week, the day of Thanksgiving, I just want to mention this also. It's going to be a decent day, but during the first part of the day of Thanksgiving, we're going to be a little goofy. Then after, like, you get closer into the evening, uh, the energy, the moon goes from Aries into Taurus. So people will be a little more melancholy, not because they've had a lot of turkey, but only because I think they're going to feel less um, stressed. And the, but the beginning part of the day, just be careful with driving and, you know, road rage and stuff like that, because the moon is going to be in Aries, and that's going to conjunct, which means it's in the same sign as transiting Mars. So I want everyone to be very careful. And then more towards the end of the day, you're going to see a sense of cal- feel a sense of calmity occurring. It'll be a little easier. Full moon on the 30th, moon in Gemini. We're going to be feeling it. It'll be like Monday. So even like that weekend, it starts to, you know, it starts to kick in, and we're all alert to what's going on with our emotions. We, at least we need to be. And those born under uh, Cancer, Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, Virgo are definitely affected by this. Okay. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, honey. Alex, it's so good to hear your voice, sweetie. You and you too, too my, little, my little sweetie pie. Um, I'm talking to you. I know, I know. I just never, I didn't have a witty comeback, but I'll, I'll text you soon. It's good to hear your voice again. Okay, you too. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that's our girl for the day. Oh, Janet is literally, it's something about her voice that relaxes me. So, you know, do you ever notice I get really quiet when she's on unless she's talking to me directly? Yeah. <laughs> because i'm relaxed like it's the head it's that it's something with my headphones and my ears just what we were talking about yesterday she she relaxes me she's your asmr oh my god so much so much and i'm just like oh this is great awesome well um i guess we'll uh we'll talk soon yeah be careful outside it's sleeting right now i I can I I i can hear it hitting the building oh are you are you around the corner yeah Hey, can you pop over here for a minute? 
I can. I have to give you your shirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, give me mm, an hour. Okay, I'll be here. Okay, bye. Bye.